Amen. Woo! I don't know about y'all, but my blood's flowing right now. Woo! It's a little warm in here. It's a little warm? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> well, good morning, people of God. Oh, I feel really loud. Okay, let's try this. Uh, uh, what a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen? Oh, a little brisk, a little just wonderful to have fresh, clean air this morning. We will be celebrating Holy Communion, so hopefully on your way in, you received a communion cup. Did anybody not receive one? Raise your hand. Okay, for those of you at home, make sure you have some bread or some grape juice or wine following our time of confession. A number of announcements here, so buckle up. So we have started Socktober. We are collecting socks for the homeless for the next couple of weeks. There's a beautiful little display in the entryway. So please, as you're out in a boot, just grab an extra pair of socks or a, a six-pack or something and bring those into the entryway there. Uh, there is still room to join Pastor Kelsey for our women's retreat this upcoming weekend. It's uh, close by at the beautiful Skyline Retreat Center, so you won't be far from home, but you can register online through our website or contact Pastor Kelsey for more information. Saturday, October 29th, with, that's just like around the corner here, was that 13 days? Starting at 10 a.m. is our fall festival, okay, along with our trunk or treat. It is our goal to have 30 cars set up to create a, a safe space for the trick or treating. So, if you are open and willing and able to do that, there's a sign up sheet again by the pillar in the entryway. Just let us know you'll be having a car there. And uh, along with our Trunk or Treat, we're having live music, uh, games for kids and adults, yes, and uh, multiple food trucks. So it'll be a great time from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. on that Saturday. The following day, October 30th, we'll be hosting a new member class after the second service if you are interested in learning more about what we are and who we are here at King of Kings. As you may have noticed on your way in, our Holy Grounds coffee area is all set up to start brewing the uh, caffeinated sweet nectar of God. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen! <laughs> Spare fingers, all right. Uh, but we need your help to make it happen. Uh, I've been informed this morning, we already have a handful of people who are willing to help make this happen. But if you would be willing to, I don't know, sign up for once a month or once every two months, to just, we're going to do Keurigs and have it kind of a self-serve station, so you won't even have to brew coffee. We're just looking to have some people uh, uh, provo- like get the water all set up and make it look gorgeous every Sunday morning, so uh, there's not a lot involved, but we would love to have a team of people to make sure that happens, along with some cleanup afterwards. So, if you're willing to come a little early or to stay a little late, there's a sign-up sheet at our coffee area this morning. With all that, and there's so much more in our, on our website uh, through our, our newsletter, so check out that as well. Let's get after it. I invite you to stand as you are able. Let us pray. O oh Lord God, tireless guardian of your people, you are always ready to hear our cries. Teach us to rely day and night on your care. Inspire us to seek your enduring justice for all through this suffering world. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. So I'm not going to lie, quite possibly during this message time, you might come across a moment where you're like, 
what just happened? Because the reality is we've got two boys at home with COVID, and uh, I will not be giving you hugs afterwards. I wear my mask as I walk around. It just, I'm symptom-free. I've tested negative as early as an hour ago, but I don't want to risk anyone here. So, um, yeah, it was just kind of chaotic this weekend. <laughs> so... Sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The last time I was at Target by myself, a few months ago, I saw a little boy out shopping with his mom. He was walking alongside his mother's shopping cart, clutching a bat. He was little, maybe eight or nine years old. He almost had to run to keep up with his mom's brisk pace. He was trying to get her to to let him put the bat in the cart. She said, no, we are not shopping for you today. He went on to explain how special the bat was and why he needed it. He was articulate and very specific. Yes, he had a bat for Little League, but this bat was for practicing at home and it would improve his game. Please, please, mom. She still said no. I saw him again later. The bat wasn't in the cart yet, but she hadn't made him put it away either. She seemed to be softening. Please, I'll do chores to pay for it. I I knew at that point I shouldn't have been eavesdropping, but it was impossible not to hear this little boy. I didn't know whether to admire him or to be annoyed by him. He was so very persistent. Finally, his mom said those fabled words, call your dad. And I was thinking, oh no, she didn't. And then I could hear the boy reasoning with his father. You know, I couldn't give up on the conversation at that point, right? It's on sale, dad. This is the best possible price. I had to admire the kid. Even at nine years old, he already knew the best way to his father's heart was through his wallet. Heck, I wanted to to buy the kid the bat at that point. And that's when it hit me, well, I should probably finish my own shopping. So I kind of, you know, started walking away and was just chuckling to myself. And sure enough, I get to the checkout line. And there they were. And I found myself really hoping that he had that little bat. And sure enough, when I peeked into their cart and saw the bat was there, I wanted to shout for joy, right? He got it. Maybe maybe I was happy for him because it worked. Maybe I was happy because it wasn't one of my boys and I wasn't in that situation. I'm pretty sure that was it. But all that begging, all that pleading had paid off. And you could just see an aura about that little boy. And it made me wonder, because this is what pastors do when we see things in real life, you know, we, we start wondering, well, how does that pertain to God and to us? It made me wonder, is this what prayer is supposed to be like? I'm wondering that because of our gospel reading for today. We're, we're plugging right along through the book of Luke. We're now in the 18th chapter. I invite you to follow along on the screen. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and to not lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. 
In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, I need to start by saying this parable is not an easy one. You know, oftentimes when I do my homework, kind of look at what maybe what other people have said or different points of view, I'll read other theologians, other professors that I've had, and I'll tell you what, everyone that I read was quite stumped about this one. Couldn't quite figure it out. Because here we have this, this parable of a persistent widow. The poor widow just wants justice. This judge is a bad man. He doesn't fear God. He doesn't respect people. He admits it. He even says, I don't fear God or respect people. But in the end, he gives her what she wants only because she keeps bothering him and wants to be done with her. Now, as I have shared over the past weeks in most parables, right, they are stories that are meant for and about us. So it's really easy to maybe look at a parable and say, okay, who am I? Like, which character am I? Well, seems to me pretty obvious that we would be the widow, right? The one who is persistent, who doesn't give up. But on the flip side, does that mean that God would be the judge? And that's where it got a little complicated for me. Because that would be awkward, right? I mean, Jesus is very quite clear here that the judge is not a nice guy. I guess I can imagine God as a judge, but a fair judge, a good, a good judge, right? The judge in this story is not good. He's a jerk. This judge can't represent God because we know God is good. Exodus 34 says, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. Psalm 25 says, Good and upright is the Lord. Psalm 145 says, The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. I mean, even the Gospel of Mark says, No one is good but one, that is God. So it's quite clear throughout Scripture, God is good. So is God the judge? What do we make of this parable of the widow who refuses to give up and this bad judge who finally gives in to help her? Well, Luke tells us what to make of it. He, he begins, uh, Jesus begins the story with a line right at the beginning that I feel like it's right at the, the crux of it all. He basically lets the cat out of the bag to begin with. He says, you need to pray always and not ever give up. The parable ends by asking if the Son of Man will find faith on earth. So, so basically Jesus is saying, okay, heads up, have faith. Don't give up. 
If an unjust judge is willing to give out justice, even eventually, how much more will your God, who is good, pray and don't give up? It's a good message for us today. It's something that I've heard throughout my life. Maybe you have too. And I agree with it and I find comfort in it. But I have to admit, occasionally, I have a problem with it too. There are times in my life when I have prayed faithfully and persistently for things that I didn't get. I mean, by show of hands out there, how many of you have ever experienced that in your life? When you have prayed for something, maybe even really hard, and it didn't come to be. Why is that? I mean, sometimes it's easy to see, especially in hindsight, why God doesn't give us all the things that we pray for. Maybe God isn't going to give you something that would eventually be bad for you, even if you ask for it, even if you asked a hundred times, you know, for a hundred days. I mean, think of all the things, the crazy things that children ask of their parents. A good parent simply doesn't grant a child's every wish. I know my boys have asked for some pretty strange things. I couldn't even get them if, give them if I wanted to. Just the other day, my son Augie, he was upset at me because I said like, hey, uh, hey, what's up, little man? And he looks at me, he's like, dad, I am not little and I'm going to be tall. I said, really? You want to be tall? So if God were to grant you whatever you would ask, how tall would you want to be? And he says, what's the record? (laughs) And I'm like, oh God, please no, right? Don't grant that prayer. Or when kids only want cookies or candy for breakfast. I mean, that's a constant battle this morning. We were giving Theo a COVID test and he hates them as we all do. But as a three-year-old, he's bucking his head left and right. Well, guess what what we had to do to get it to work? Here's a Hershey kiss. If you only have, you know, the nose swabs. Well, they'd want to have so much money they could buy whatever they want, right? The newest toys, the best games, all that stuff. Our boys all say that they want to, they want to live in our house even when they're adults. So I think it's good that uh, God doesn't always give children, his children, everything they want. I mean, it would be very inconvenient to have a child that was over eight feet tall or to have our kids living with us every day for the rest of our lives. Oh God, please no. But if we're honest, it's not just children who pray for things that are ill-advised. I know I've done it. I have to admit, when I was really hurting or really angry, I have prayed for God to smite people. Of course, I haven't done it in the last 14 years while I've been a pastor. But I I do recall some conversations with God saying, what would it hurt? Just a couple of strategically placed lightning bolts? You used to do that in the Old Testament. I'm sure the world might even be better off without that person. Well, God doesn't say yes to those sorts of prayers, at least not for me. I never get lightning bolts when I pray, but sometimes you get peace, or reassurance, or a taste of some hope. But what about the prayers for things that, that are reasonable? What about people who are hungry? 
who are just praying for something to eat? What about the people who are, who are being abused and they just want it to stop? I mean, we know God is on the side of justice. Why can't those prayers be answered with a resounding yes immediately? And I can honestly say I don't have a good answer for that one. I suspect part of the reason for the suffering in this world is that God has given us free will, that we aren't puppets, that we've been invited and, 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 and are responsible for taking care of each other. And well, we're not always so good at that. But I do believe from reading Scripture that God only truly does want good things for us. That God is not sending pain and suffering as a, as a test or a punishment for not praying enough, for not praying the right way. That we don't need to be afraid to talk to God about anything. That we should never be embarrassed to lift up what's really on our hearts, even if it's ugly or selfish or silly. God wants to hear it, whatever it is. I know that because I've had the same conversations with my boys. What's on your heart today? I really want to know. I want to hear it, even if it's silly. In our confirmation class right now, we are dissecting the Lord's Prayer, kind of line by line, if you will. And this upcoming week, we will be talking about Thy will be done. Which I don't know, do, do, do we realize and recognize how powerful of a statement that truly is? Not my will, God, but thy will, your will be done. Not what I want, but what you want. And if we're honest, that doesn't always line up, right? It's trusting God to hold you and provide for you in the midst of life's struggles. God, your will be done. Because I know you're going to watch after mine. Honestly, it's kind of like learning how to swim. I remember when I was little, lived just off the uh, Mississippi River, but it was at my uncle's lake. I wanted to learn how to swim, but I just couldn't figure it out. I tried to master the water to make it do what I wanted it to do. And I'd struggle and struggle and flail around and it just didn't work and I always sank. I know, shocking. Someone my size, sinking. Well, one day I gave up. I was just tired of trying so hard and I took a deep breath and I decided to rest a while. And lo and behold, would you believe what happened next? I was astonished to find that I was floating. When I stopped struggling, The water held me up. And here's why I think Jesus says to be persistent in your praying. Because prayer is just like that. God, the Holy Spirit, is always there for us. Surrounding us with love and care. Reminding us to relax, to hold firm to our faith. Even when the seas of life are stormy, God will hold us up. We've been talking over a month now about this theme of of new perspectives. About looking for lessons to learn even when we are stuck in the middle of life. About wrestling with what's most important in our lives, our money or our God. About seeing those around us as sisters and brothers, not as burdens or enemies. About seeing ourselves and what's happened in our lives as blessings. Well, today I hear Jesus inviting us to a new perspective on prayer. 
Prayer is not demanding a transaction with God. I ask, you give. How often do we think that's how it works? And I don't even believe it's about praying for something hard enough or long enough, even though that's what this widow eventually, that's how she gets what she needs. I'm thinking it's about the relationship that it creates with God, sharing our hearts, even though God knows it already. Certainly about being persistent and not giving up on that conversation, not being solely focused on the answer we get even, but then being open to God responding in ways that that we weren't expecting. I mean, sometimes to our prayers, the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is a resounding no. Sometimes it takes long enough to get an answer that we start wondering, am I I asking the right question? Am I praying? (sighs) Maybe I should be praying for something slightly different. There are times when I've been extremely grateful for the answers that I've received from praying. Other times I've been annoyed or frustrated for the answers, especially in that particular moment. But then here I am years later and I can look back and I thank God. (laughs) I thank God for those times when the answers were sometimes no. Because maybe, maybe I wouldn't have been a pastor. Maybe I wouldn't have met my wife. Maybe I wouldn't have had the blessing of getting to know and to love four young, amazing boys. I certainly wouldn't be who I am today without having gone through what I had to go through, and I don't think I turned out all that bad. So what I hear Jesus teaching us is to never stop praying. What we pray for might change from day to day, but to never stop that conversation, to be be persistent, to keep bugging God. Because prayer has a fluidity about it, right? It's a give and take, an openness that occurs when we're persistent with our conversations with God. I recently had uh, someone who every time she was praying about a certain thing, my face kept popping up in her mind. So she took that as a sign. So uh, she asked to have a conversation. We sat down for a long chat. And I can't stand here and say I was the answer to her prayer. At least not the answer she was hoping for. But I do know that we prayed together. I prayed with her and for her. And before she left, I guarantee you she knew that she was not alone. Maybe that was an answer to a prayer she wasn't even expecting. So, what's on your heart today? What have you been praying for or what would you like to start praying for? Because here's the deal. As I said countless times before, there's no wrong way to do it. You don't need the right words. If you can't think of the right words, that's okay too. God will take however you pray, whether it's a deep sigh. Because the frustration is just too much. Maybe we take a moment and, and, and look up prayers online and we say, Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to start praying that one. I've known people to print out prayers and carry those with them. That's okay. You don't have to come up with them off the, off the cuff. But what's important is that you just don't stop. That in the midst of all of it, 
that conversation continues. You continue to be persistent. (laughs) You keep bugging God. And keep those eyes open for answers that may come in all sorts of different ways. God is good like that. Thank goodness that God comes in unexpected ways as well. Because that's the fun of life. Never knowing how God will show up, through whom, but God always does. So look for those answers. Keep your eyes open for that opportunity. In everything, give praise to God. Celebrate the joys. Mourn with the sadness. But throughout it all, you're going to find that relationship is going to matter more to you the more you invest your time. So Jesus says, keep at it. Have faith. Keep talking to God. God listens throughout it all. Just in ways that are better. Can I get an amen? Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we can't thank you enough for the gift of today, for this word that you've given us, for this opportunity to be reminded of how important it is not only to pray, but to be persistent about it, to keep doing it each and every day. In each and every moment, in each and every breath that we have, Lord, is an opportunity to be in conversation and relationship with you. And if we can truly believe the message that is throughout this Bible, that you are good, that you only desire good for your people, then the more conversation we have with you, the more good we will receive. Let that be our experience today, that even when we go through the hardships of life, that we know that your goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. We ask that you be with people today who are hurting People who maybe it's really hard to see that there is goodness or that there is an answer that they might not like or that there's been a pause in an answer. And in the midst of it, Lord, send us into relationship with each other so that we can find answers through one another, with one another, that your love might flow through us as well. May we find answers to your prayers in ways that we could have never imagined that draw us closer to you and to each other. We ask all this in your holy and precious name. Amen. Before we jump into our prayers, I'm going to invite you to stand as you are able and then to uh, look around and find a, a quilt around you. I want you to go stand next to a quilt. Okay, we got some in the front, we got some in the back. Okay, for those of you at home... For this time of blessing, I'm just going to invite you to extend a hand through that TV screen. During the past 28 years, his gang, uh, the King of Kings quilting group here, uh, has made 2,850 quilts. Can you imagine that? 2,850 quilts, all for Lutheran World Relief. These beautiful handmade quilts are shipped around the world to victims of of earthquakes and floods, terrorism, and other disasters. They are used as blankets to to warm a child, to have a, a tent to shelter a family, or to literally become clothing for someone who has lost everything. 
So before this year's 155 quilts will be shipped, we are now going to take a moment and ask for God's blessing over each and every one of these. So I'm going to ask you to place a hand on one or a couple of them, okay? We're going to cover as many as we can here as we bless these quilts. Lord, we ask for your blessing upon this quilt and for the person or family to whom it will belong. We ask that you allow this quilt to be a tangible sign of our love and of your love for this world. And as they wrap in the warmth of this quilt, may you wrap your healing and comforting arms around them as well. We ask for this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. Please return to your seats. I invite you to stay standing. I figure it's only right that uh, with this beautiful scripture that we received today that we actually put it to practice. And so now we take a moment to lift up to God our prayers, those things that are on our hearts, whether they weigh heavy on our souls or we are joyful and, and happy to return them. But after, uh, uh, for each prayer, I'll give you a topic and you pray whatever's on your heart about that uh, specific group of people or, or thing. And then I'll give some time and I'll say, Lord, in your mercy, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we begin this morning by praying for all of humanity, for your people throughout this world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for creation and the gift of nature. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are oppressed, enslaved, or for those who are in greatest need, especially the need for healing today. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we lift up to you ourselves and whatever's going on in our personal lives, our joys and our sorrows. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
We don't take a moment to reflect on our week and confess those times when we have failed to live as God invites us to. I invite you to res- uh, reply or repeat after me. Heavenly Father, pour out your mercy over us. Our sin is heavy and we long to be free. Rebuild what we have ruined. Mend what we have torn. Wash us in your cleansing flood. Make us alive in your spirit to better follow Jesus. By your grace, forgive us. Through your love, renew us. And in your spirit, lead us so that we may live and serve you in newness of life. Amen. And now hear this, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for you. And for his sake, God forgives you all of your sins. So as a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I invite you to take your communion cups out. We begin with the bread. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, Take and eat. This is my body and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink. Saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. The blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. Finally, a special thank you uh, for prayerfully giving to King of Kings to help support our ministries, the amazing work that God does through us. None of this would be, would be possible without your generosity. Uh, there's buckets on your way out today for the offering. There's a QR code at the end of our service for those of you joining us online. Just know that every little bit makes a profound difference. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. That is good. With that, people of God, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.